0: The AXPX podcast is brought to you by Charming Beard Coffee. Go to charmingbeard.com and enter in the code AXPX when you buy a bag of their single roasted coffees and get 10% off of your order. Charming Beard Coffee, quality small batch single origin coffee for the discerning coffee drinker. Beard not necessarily required. Everyone to the first official podcast of the AXPX podcast, uh, the Armchair Philosopher of 2013. I'm your host Sean Duregger. Uh, with me, as always, Joey Avalos. What's up, man? How you doing, Sean? Good to talk to you. It's been uh, it's been far too long. Uh, I've been trying to get a uh, an episode going sooner, but we uh, re- re- ran into a bout of lice. So that prevented it. (laughs) (laughs) That is right. I remember getting that uh, text from you. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Lice and sickness, lice and plague were what started out my 2013. So maybe God has it out for me. I don't know. The plagues are after you, man. That's great. I know. Oh, well. All right. Well, uh, today's topic um, is kind of fresh on everyone's minds here. The topic of gun control Uh, on December 14th. Of, of last year late last year um a bloodthirsty madman i'm not going to mention that asshole's name shot his mother at home and then proceeded to kill 20 children and six adults at a small town school uh, sandy hook elementary school this was the second deadliest school shooting in u.s history after the 2007 virginia tech massacre and it can also be considered one of the most heinous with uh, the killing of innocent children um so this incident Sent the gun control discussion discussion, uh, through the roof, spiraling insanity, on my Twitter feed and Facebook. So it prompted the the government to respond. On uh, January 16th, President Barack Obama signed a uh, 23-point executive order uh, while also sending a message to Congress that he'd push an assault rifle ban, including a magazine clip limit of 10 rounds. And if you subscribe to the podcast feed, I went ahead and I did post his full speech so if you haven't heard it yet, um, uh, pause the show and listen to it if you can. Uh, otherwise, or just check it out after the show. But it's up there in the feed for you to check out. It's also on uh, the website, um, ax uh, the theaxpx.com. So check that out there. I highlighted a couple of his quotes. Um, he said that, Let me be absolutely clear. Like most Americans, I believe the Second Amendment guarantees an individual right to bear arms. And then he also said, With rights come responsibilities. I think he's a Spider Man fan. Um, Anyway, so I have a couple, uh, we have a couple guests on the show to help us break down uh, the gun control uh, discussion. Um, A couple guys that I know from Twitter. Uh, First is Seth, he's a Texas police officer. So welcome to the show, Seth. Thanks for having me. No problem. And then uh, Brad McCarg. He's just a general loudmouth that I know on Twitter.
1: <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for having me. <laughs>
0: Professional. Come on. Uh, Brad Brad is actually a film journalist. Do you do other sort of writing as well, Brad? Or? Basic freelance garbage. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, Brad is uh, very uh, – he has a lot of opinions and shares them on Twitter, so I figured he'd be great to have on the show. Uh, I've been wanting to get Brad on the show uh, for some time, so this was a thing that kind of randomly – Gelled and uh, and came together. So thanks, Brad, for for uh, talking to us. Thank you. All right. Uh, so I figured first of all we can go around and kind of give our opinions on on gun control, our kind of general opinions if there should be gun control. Uh, if so, re- you know, briefly what kind of control, things like that. Um, Joey, I'm going to pass the hat to you to start us off.
1: Yeah, actually, um, can you hear me? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Perfect. Well. That why I, I was interested in the show because I really don't have an opinion. Because um, I've heard from different angles, and some I agree, some I disagree. But really, I think it comes down to it. I haven't really been passionate about guns in the first place. Um, I never grew up. I'm not a hunter. I don't. You know, I don't own a gun. I never wanted to own a gun. So guns are just not in my head at any time of the day. <laughs> so um I just. I, I'm really looking forward to this conversation because um, hopefully it'll give me some more stuff to chew on to really come up t- and make up a t- t- decision that I I really don't have an opinion on right now. So I'm um, thanks for having this show, Sean. I, I appreciate you bringing this up because we usually talk about other things, you know, like religion and and uh, other kind of philosophies. So this is uh, I'm looking forward to it.
0: Yeah, I'd say there's a philosophy of of gun of uh, gun enthusiasm enthusiasm, right? Right. Um, Seth, what do you what do you think about the whole gun control debate? Like, what are your kind of general opinions of of it?
2: My opinion's always been, after understand I'm a political independent, which by default makes me the token bleeding heart liberal of my police department. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember when the assault weapons ban was lifted in two thousand and four, I was still in high school, and I remember thinking to myself, why would anyone who's not a police officer or a soldier need to own these weapons? I couldn't understand it. And as far as my current state of beliefs, I'm okay with people owning hunting rifles and shotguns. I'm pro-concealed carry, but I do believe that we need to increase the training dr- drastically. I don't think there's nearly enough training that goes in with understanding what real-life scenarios are. As far as assault weapons go, uh, I still hold to the belief that only police officers and soldiers or former police and soldiers should be allowed to own them because they're things that we use. They are assault weapons. We use handguns for, as defensive weapons and assault weapons when we need to go into a situation and take care of it. But I also believe that people do have the right to defend themselves. I'm—I think anyone who wants to outlaw or ban guns, has, uh, frankly, has no idea what they're talking about because we do need people to be able to defend themselves. Mm-hmm. So, whereas there's some issues I'm very far to the right about, some issues I'm very far left here, I'm. Mostly in the middle, maybe leaning slightly towards the left. Okay. I'm in favor of increased control, but not an outright ban.
0: Okay. Brad, uh, what, what are your thoughts on, on gun control?
3: Um, I actually agree with Seth almost, like, to the line. God damn it,
0: you guys. Now we can't even yeah, have a...
3: Right. <laughs> um, I, I first like guns. Um, shortly after Sandy Hook. My sister's a teacher. Mm-hmm. And shortly after Sandy Hook happened, which was um, we were all home for Christmas and her her fiance came out and they brought out he had bought her a gun and bought one for himself cuz she's a teacher i understand the reasoning behind it i saw it and like i just instantly got nervous <laughs> i'm not touching it unless I, there's no no magazine in it and you know nothing in the chamber or whatever you know i'll look at it but i just i get instantly nervous around guns um, i personally don't see why most people would want to own one unless of course you're a hunter um, and even just like an enthusiast so again it's it's kind of just like a it's a bizarre personal opinion right that really has no grounding in logic or rationality but um but I do agree that something needs to be done no no one should own a machine gun or anything like that or an automatic an automatic weapon Um it's. I, I think it's. There's a lot more to it than just saying ban all guns. Right. Like, why would you ban all guns? That's stupid. <laughs> Especially since, like, the the going back to what Seth said about um the concealed carry.
0: Uh-huh.
3: I am one hundred percent for that law because pretty much everyone who's going to have a concealed carry permit knows how to deal with a gun. Right. I, I, that's probably kind of a generalization or just an assumption on my part. But 99% of people who own guns own them responsibly and aren't going to go on a massacre anytime soon. So, obviously, the outright banning of guns is a completely foolish decision.
0: Right. So, good, man. And that's, that's, it's good. I'm actually thinking about doing a, a, uh, a part two. I'm going to be talking to my dad uh, tomorrow, and he's very much libertarian. Uh, gun owner. He actually has a concealed carry permit, so I'm going to talk to him exactly the specifics and how he got it. And then uh, I'm going to be trying to get a hold of my uncle, who's kind of more leaning, more to liberal, and I think more, I'll talk to him about it, more kind of, he supports a lot of uh, banning of guns. So uh, I'm going to have a talk with them. Hopefully we can elaborate kind of those mindsets uh, a little more in the, kind of the part two. If you're not sick of uh, gun control, the gun control conversation after this... (laughs) But, uh, my, I guess my, my opinion on gun control, um, I was raised around guns. Uh, we, we lived in, uh, Northern California and my dad would, when I was young, like, uh, gosh, seven or eight, he would take, he bought us 22 rifles and would take us to the shooting range. So during that, we learned a lot about how to properly use a gun, how to load a gun. You never point a gun at anyone. If you are not using the gun, you make sure the chamber is open, bullet cleared, um, and and so we learned at a young age kind of responsibility with a weapon. So I I value that uh that experience. So I have no problem with anyone owning a gun at all as long as they know how to use the thing. Um, uh we moved we moved to Iowa, so that's definite uh, definite hunting country. So I was around shotguns, uh pistols. My dad my dad actually drove a truck and so him and I are gonna talk about more of this more of this, but uh he actually had a gun in his truck and he act- and he would have people tried to break in to his truck as he was sleeping and he's pulled his gun many times on people to keep himself safe so you know so through that experience owning a gun for personal defense and owning a gun for hunting I have no problem with that I have no experience with collectors and people who'd want to collect uh, a AK47 or any like assault rifles I don't um I don't feel the need for an arsenal um, or anything like that. So you know, I, I think as long as you, it, it, as long as you have training, uh, as long as you properly know how to use a weapon, you by all means own a weapon. You know, maybe we need to tighten up our, you know, uh, licensing. You know, I don't know what goes into licensing, Seth. Maybe you can elaborate on on you know Texas's laws. But um, you know, as long as you properly use it you're properly trained and um I have no problem you know with anyone owning a gun even if it's like even if it is like an assault rifle or anything like that if, as long as you have the necessary permits you know how to use it by all means you know if you're a collector i don't i don't know i don't I don't care I, you're generally probably not going to be a, a crazy wacko you know um there's there, and of course the one percent of these idiots kind of uh you know spoil it you know for everyone so that's kind of my uh <laughs> I guess my stance on it.
2: Um, Always the 1%, isn't it?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Um, So President Obama spoke the other day, and he outlined like three points. And uh, number one was a universal background check on anyone wanting to acquire a gun. Uh, Number two, Congress should restore the ban on military-grade assault rifles and a 10-round limit on magazines. And number three, he said Congress needs to help help not hinder law enforcement from doing their jobs. And then after that, he signed a couple things, a couple bills. And then uh, after that, he did. they did post the, the 23 executive orders that he, in fact, signed. Interestingly enough, and what a lot of people didn't realize was when they all started blabbing on Facebook and Twitter, he actually did not sign an assault rifle ban into place. It was more he was going to press Congress, and it's still up to the people, their congressperson, and they were gonna like sometime this year. There's probably gonna be a vote. So because the discussion spiraled into you know what should be banned, what shouldn't be banned. That's all I saw on Facebook. Did you guys see kind of the same thing? Um,
2: I've been seeing a lot of people's <laughs> opinions. Mostly the whole you know, the whole standard "pry it from my cold dead hands" mm-hmm. BS. But um, it, honestly, not too many creative, intelligent arguments over on my end. To be
0: honest. <laughs> And I actually, have some uh, comments set aside for later that we'll we'll go into, which should be interesting. So, um, all right. So, I'm trying not to, I'm trying to like not to make this episode get too boring, and so I want to rattle through these 23 executive orders. Um, if something comes up that we may want to elaborate on, feel free to stop. You know, stop me, and and we can move forward. Does that sound fair? That sounds good. Okay. All right, so the n- number one, uh, issue a presidential memorandum to require federal agencies to make relevant data available to the federal background check system. And number two, address unnecessary legal barriers, particularly relating to the Health Insurance Portability and Accountability Act that may prevent states from making information available to the background check system. Number three, uh, improve incentives for states to share information with background the background check system four, direct the attorney general to review categories of individuals prohibiting, prohibited from having a gun to make sure dangerous people are not slipping through the cracks. Uh, next five, pros rulemaking to give law enforcement the, the ability to run a full background check on an individual before returning a seized gun. Number six, publish a letter from ATF to federally licensed gun dealers, providing guidance on how to run background checks for private sellers. Number seven, uh, launch a national safe and responsible gun ownership campaign. Eight, review safety standards for gun locks and gun safes. Number nine, issue a presidential mem- uh, mem- memorandum. I ah, can't talk. To require federal law enforcement to trace guns recovered in criminal investigations. Number 10, release a DOJ report report analyzing information on lost and stolen guns and make it widely available to law enforcement. Uh, 11, nominate an ATF director. 12, provide law enforcement first responders and school officials with proper training for active shooter situations. 13, maximize enforcement efforts to prevent gun violence and prosecute gun crime. Fourteen, issue a presidential memorandum directing the Centers for Disease Control to research the causes and prevention of gun violence. Fifteen, direct the attorney general to issue a report on the availability and most effective use of new gun safety technologies and challenge the private sector to develop innovative technologies. Sixteen clarify that the Affordable Care Act does not prohibit doctors asking their patients about guns in their home. 17. Release a letter to healthcare providers clarifying that no federal that no federal law prohibits them from reporting threats of violence to law enforcement authorities. 18. Provide incentives for schools to hire school resource officers. 19. Develop model emergency response plans for schools, houses of worship, and institutions of higher education. Twenty release a letter to state health officials clarifying the scope of mental health services that Medicaid plans must cover. Twenty-one finalize regulations clarifying essential health benefits and parity uh, parity requirements with ACA exchanges. Twenty-two commit to finalizing mental health parity regulations, and number twenty-three launch a national dialogue led by secretaries Sabulius and Duncan on mental health. Whew, there we go. <laughs> Good Lord, some list. That's a list. <laughs> uh, a lot of it seems paying attention to more like uh, education, uh, mental health education, and then uh, a better background check system is what I got from that. Um, Joey, what, you know, I know it's I rattle the list through, but what did you get from from his uh, his plan?
1: I, I honestly, I don't see anything that jumps out to me that's unreasonable. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think they're pretty, pretty straightforward. Um, I I think I get the issue more. I have no issue with Obama's twenty three executives. I guess I have to. I need to dive into it a little bit deeper, but I might find some. But other than that, I, I pretty much agree with everything that yeah. you said.
0: Yeah. So, uh, Seth on on that on that list, the list that I read. What are your and is, does anything jump out to you, or does that seem like a pretty reasonable list? On, on uh,
2: the, it seems it seems reasonable to me. Um, the one issue I'd dress up in a typical political speech, you could probably not to about 12. A couple of those are almost exactly the same thing, reread uh-huh. over and over again. But to me, a lot of them seem pretty pretty common sense. It uh, seems to me if you want to buy a weapon, then you should have to have a background check. Even I have to go through a background check, and I give them my police ID card and my Texas Peace Officer license when I buy a weapon. Right. So it seems to me like if they're doing a background check on me, and I've already proven that I'm mentally sound enough to enforce laws and carry weapons... They should be doing that on everybody. And as far as the mental health things, I know that some doctors feel there's a doctor-patient confidentiality. But the reality of the situation is when you're talking about other lives being at risk, you have a moral obligation to try to stop that, to do whatever you can to stop it. Right. I think my favorite is – the training for more active shooter situations. I've been through, um, my my alma mater of Texas State University actually started a program after Columbine called Alert Active Law Enforcement Rapid Response Training. It's basically active shooter training. I've been through it twice, once in the academy and once uh, last year over the summer. And essentially it's um, a couple days of classes, you know, the intel behind the shooter situation, how to react to it. And then on the last day, they give us simulation rounds, which are basically like small, fast paintballs. Mm-hmm. And they put you. We usually we we do the training in schools, usually on the weekend or over the summer break, and you get an idea of what it's like to be shot back at. Right. So I would really like I like to see all officers go through this training, and I really like the idea of the school resource officers. My area has recently disbanded this their school district police department because they felt it was costing too much money. So now all the Agencies in the area. We all have school resource officers, and I've done some work as a school resource officer. Basically, you just wander around the campuses, make sure the kids are safe, make sure everything's good. Mm-hmm. And we really do need more things like that. So overall, I'm I'm pretty good with this list.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, nothing. I was expecting to find something, but I don't. Uh, I don't know. I'm like I'm kind of okay with it <laughs> myself. <laughs> Brad, do you have anything? Do you have anything to add, Brad?
3: No. I mean, the list clearly focuses uh, less on, obviously, banning guns. I mean, he did say he wanted to push through the point that he wants to ban uh, magazines under, what, 10 rounds or Mm -hmm. uh, and what have you. But um, the the focus, as these executive orders seem to be on, is about training, mental health, and making sure guns don't get in the hands of people who should not be owning guns. Right. Um, Obviously, whether or not it's going to work in practice remains to be seen, but me personally, I don't see how anyone, even a diehard gun owner and collector beyond the the magazine limit,
0: mm-hmm.
3: beyond that one, because for a collector I can imagine that would be a, just a big, big flat out no for them, Right. beyond that, not one of these executive orders seem to be an issue. The only one that I think could pose a problem would be a federal database of people who own guns. Right. I think that kind of crosses a line into, into territory that, you know, on the face of it, you think, yeah, it could be a good idea because now we know who owns the guns. But at the same time, is there a federal database for people who carry medical marijuana cards? Right. Um. That's actually a legit question. I don't know if it actually um, <laughs> I don't know. But th- that's the only one that I can see posing a potential problem. Um, but, of course, the, most of the people who are up in arms about this, they're like I've seen two types of people. You've got responsible gun owners who just are flat out, oh, Second Amendment, don't infringe on my rights. I have every right to own a gun. I'm not going to kill anyone, blah, 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 blah. Then you've got the, uh, the Alex Jones type people. Uh-huh. who who think that this is the next step towards the government completely taking over your lives and, and you know, tyranny, blah, 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 blah. It's like, that's not going to happen. Right. <laughs> I mean, yeah. we are not <laughs> in such a horrible state that our government is going to completely take over and we're going to have no means to protect ourselves. Basically, people are misinterpreting the Second Amendment. Yeah. But kind of went off topic there. But to answer your original question, I don't see many issues with the the, the lists, save for those first few.
0: Yeah. Well, let's go ahead and move into our first musical break here. We're going to come back. I got some discussion questions we can go through. Um, so it should be it should be a good conversation. So, so I'm going, going to go ahead and play uh, David Bazan, and uh, the song is called "American Flags." It's off his 2008 seven inch single from Barsuk Records. And we'll be back right after this. You're listening to the AXPX Podcast. David Bazan with the song American Flags. Uh, You can grab it from Barsuk Records. It's available in 7-inch and also as MP3. Um, Good stuff from him. We'll be hearing more from him a little bit later. Um, And You can also go to DavidBazan.com and find more of his music. Alright, let's jump into some discussion questions here that I typed out. And uh, Joey, if you have any questions um, after I go through these, do you have any any (laughs) questions?
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess I have more of, like, stuff I've
0: heard, like, okay. kind of what Brad was touching based on, you know, uh, okay. arguments in defense. You okay. Know? All right, cool. Uh, so we'll go through these discussion questions, and we'll kind of do a roundtable uh, answering these questions and uh, kind of just discussing back and forth. And, uh, you know, it sounds like – it's funny because we're all kind of in agreement in one way or another. So that no sparks are going to fly on this show, people. Sorry. <laughs> Which is good. I mean, it's just, we're getting this conversation out. And, uh, then people can comment like all they want on Facebook, I I guess. Um, but yeah, I would love, we would love to hear from you. If you have an opinion on this, definitely on Facebook, uh, go to facebook.com slash theaxpx.com. And on this post, you know, type away. You can also send an email to to me, and I can read it on the next show if you guys want. It's Sean, S E A N, at theaxpx.com or of course fire away on twitter at uh the axbx. All right. So, uh first discussion question and I just kind of last night uh just threw these down if uh if, and I actually added one that you guys don't have on your list. So, well uh, we'll we'll talk about that in a second. All right. So, in in your ideal society, like if you were I was in a uh, I had I had these like reviews with our one of our bosses at work and he said if you were king for the day for a day, what would you do here at at uh at at work? And of course <laughs> I was like, Well I don't know. <laughs> do you really want me <laughs> to answer that, sir? <laughs> um but what would be your like preferential gun control legislation? Um Joey, what do you think?
1: Man, starting off with me, yeah, thanks. Uh, <laughs> king of the day, okay. <laughs> well I honestly, uh, it's really tough because, I mean, I do believe in the Second Amendment um, that we need to protect yourself from, you know, intruders in your home or if anyone's um, causing any threat to your loved ones or family members or society in general. But um, I think what we could touch base a little bit later on is just the whole Second Amendment and even the Constitution. I mean, is there going to get to a point that we're going to have to update some stuff because, you know. It's not the 1700s anymore. Um, and like this is a valid question, I think, you know, that um, – I'm all for the Constitution and, and people's rights. But, you know, I I do think we need to probably – it's going to get to a point. Society and um, the world in general is has changed so much and drastically that do these things – do these amendments and these rights still uphold? And are they really clear enough? uh, to protect people's rights and if we need to adjust them. So, um, in my society, I wish there wasn't guns (laughs) if I had an ideal society. Um, that doesn't mean that violent crimes wouldn't, um, happen. Um, I guess I'm kind of like Brad, I get a little nervous around guns. So, I mean, in my, I don't have one in my house, so it makes me feel better because I don't, I hear so many horror stories about kids, you know, accidentally getting into them and shooting themselves or even the owners have more of a chance. I've heard, and I don't know how much this is true, but, you know, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but most homeowners that have guns, they ha- they're more likely shooting themselves than actually having to use it against someone else. So, that's my ideal situation that no guns, but is it reality?
0: No, of course. <laughs> Brad, uh, what do you think?
3: Um, my, my ideal society, you know, obviously... No no guns would be awesome, but obviously that's not the reality of the situation <laughs> um, My preferential gun control legislation would be just you know stricter stricter rules and regulations involving acquiring a gun obviously you have you know gun runners underground gun trade prohibition never works <laughs> right. basically and um but stuff like uh, I think I read a statistic like. It was forty or sixty percent of gun sales were done as individual gun transactions at by either individual, um, uh, not non licensed sellers, but like at gun shows, mm-hmm. where obviously you can go in. As far as I know, correct me if I'm wrong. You can go in, show an ID, pay money, and walk out with a gun. Right. That that I just think is absolutely ridiculous. Um. That is something that I think definitely needs to be, to be worked on. Um, I'm not saying get rid of gun shows. I'm just saying, you know, yeah, here, here's a gun. We'll do our background check. We'll put you through the database, do all that jazz, and then we'll send you the gun or what have you. Um, so it's, you know, my preferential gun legislation, a lot of it has less to do with outright banning guns and more to do with, keeping guns
2: out of the hands of people who shouldn't be owning guns.
0: Yeah, Seth, what are your thoughts?
2: There are two things I like to bring up right now. Again, we've discussed the Second Amendment fairly frequently. Uh And I do believe that people have the right to defend themselves. But I also believe that if the purpose of the Second Amendment was truly to have the citizens protect themselves from big, bad government and all that sort of thing – Why bother including the phrase well-regulated militia at all? To me, that says the National Guard, a state militia. But beyond that, the big argument I kept seeing after this whole thing was we need to be more like Israel and Switzerland. They allow all their citizens to have guns and all that stuff. And there was a great article I've actually got it pulled up right now from the Washington Post by Ezra Klein, dated December 14, 2012. Myth-busting, Israel and Switzerland are not gun-toting utopias. And if I may, I'd like to quote this article real quick. It, uh, quote, In Israel, they're very limited in who is able to own a gun. There are only a few tens of thousands of legal guns in Israel, and the only people allowed to own them legally live in settlements, do business in settlements, or in professions at risk of violence. End quote. And to me, that seems like the basic idea. Now, granted, we are a very different culture than Israel. We are not, thank God, in a constant state of war. And we're not in a constant state of being under attack but we do have a violent culture and we can try to throw a scapegoat all we want at that but the fact is we don't know it right now and i do believe people have the right to hunt hunting rifles right to home defense you can use a shotgun for that a right to personal defense a handgun but if you do want something that could be classified as an assault weapon or something that's a little more dangerous you need to give us a reason (laughs) why why do you need this weapon and I get into a lot of debates with my more conservative friends about, you know, why do you need this uh, assault rifle? Why do you why do you need it? And their answer is always because I want it. And (laughs) it's like, okay, um, why do you personally need it? What are you going to use it for? Second Amendment. And it's like it's just a circular line of reasoning that I don't understand. Yeah. Now, me personally, if you ask me. Why Why do I want to own an assault rifle? Because I am a police officer. Um, I live and work in the same city. And I have had people threaten me. Sometimes you get called up last minute. And we have a lot of schools, a lot of businesses here that something ever happens. You know, again, it comes back to what I was saying earlier. Handguns for police officers are primarily defensive weapons. Mm-hmm. If we are ever going into a situation, into an active shooter situation, we take rifles and the reasoning behind that is because it comes down to you want to know what an assault weapon is that's an assault weapon we go in with the intent to stop the violence we are actively searching for whoever is killing and hurting these people we're not looking there to defend ourselves we're not looking to you know necessarily protect ourselves or people at that point we're looking there to stop the threat that to me is a definition of assault weapon right so when you come down to why does a civilian need that, and there may be a good reason for a civilian needing one. I've yet to hear one, but if there ever is, well then, hey, let's consider it.
0: Yeah, I think we'll, we'll uh, it's a, 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 uh, go towards another um, question we'll go over in a second here. Um, yeah, I mean an assault rival is, like, is an offensive – is a blatantly offensive – not like I'm offended, but offense, offensive weapon. You know, you're going in to put a bunch of holes through someone to stop them. <laughs> um, uh, let's see. Uh, me, I guess. I guess it comes around to me. I guess. Um, I I wrote the questions. I didn't really think about answering them. Um, my my society, I think, would be you know i mean yeah yeah you know it would be I, I, I echo that that it would be nice that we didn't have to own any guns um but you know i i would like to see more kind of you know, either free programs or classes easily accessible um so a, a gun owner or a potential gun owner can go in and and get educated um i would like to see you know stricter background checks uh, actually done and you know, I, I would like to see it, and, and I don't know, Seth. I'm going to throw this to you in a second here. Um, I don't know how hard it is to actually purchase a weapon or what you have to do to get a gun license, but you know, it almost seems like—and I could be wrong—that it's easier to get a gun license and get a gun than it is to get your driver's license. Seth, am I wrong or right in that assumption?
2: Honestly, I—I think it would depend. I don't—I uh-huh. could—I don't have any hard numbers for you. Okay. I can tell you that it's—it's it's fairly easy. A background check for me takes about five to ten minutes. But granted, I'm a police officer. I hand them my police ID. They pretty much just call the ATF. ATF says, yeah, he's good to go. Okay. But I do know we have gun shows here and there are private sales. And as far as private sales go, unless you are selling what the ATF would classify as an assault weapon, if you're just looking to sell a handgun, shotgun, or a hunting rifle, there's no paperwork involved. There's no hoops you got to jump through. It's just, hey, here you go. How much?
0: Right. I mean I- – that's, that's the thing. I feel like it's easier, you know, it's harder to get a credit card and your driver's license than it is to get, you know, it's harder to get, uh, you know, I don't know, it, it, it almost should be as, maybe it shouldn't be too hard. Cause then of course you, you're, you're going to be building up the black market again. but, but it, it, I feel like there should be steps put in place to make it, you know, harder Re- required classes, um, uh, you know, um, stuff like that should be in place. And, That'll kind of discourage the person that just wants a quick gun real quick. I mean, if someone wants a weapon, they're going to get a weapon. But, um, which brings me to my, to my next, uh, to my next question here. If, if assault rifles are banned, if there's a complete ban on assault rifles, where should the government draw the line? I mean, what defines an assault rifle? Um, I guess Seth, you'd probably be the most qualified. You already kind of talked about it. You'd be the most qualified to answer this. What do you guys see as, quote-unquote an assault rifle
2: well again it comes back to my definition of what are you using it for right you know we carry the handguns on us because they're easy and that's the type of thing or if you're on traffic stop and some guy tries to shoot you you pull it you end it but assault rifle is you know there's a reason swat teams carry ar-15s m4 carbines ump-40s there's a because those are weapons you're going in to put down a threat you know, obviously, you know, most SWAT encounters, you want to end a situation peacefully, but if it's an active shooter situation, it's very likely not going to end peacefully. Mm-hmm. As far as where they draw the line, you know, and I've heard very compelling arguments. There's one piece of um, anecdotal evidence I've heard. I believe it was from the, uh, uh, the, the Brady, uh, when the Brady bill was going on, the original, and it was a testimony from that woman, I cannot remember her name, who was involved in the shooting in the restaurant and Mm -hmm. she talked about how you know banning guns won't do this this or this and she provides an example of uh footage taken from the la riots in the 90s of a man standing on the roof of his house defending his property with an assault rifle Mm -hmm. now whether or not that's true i couldn't tell you because again that's anecdotal from a piece of uh video but as far as an outright ban i saw nothing wrong with the ban from 1994 to 2004 because it was basically in line with my beliefs uh-huh. that only police and soldiers should be allowed to own these types of weapons because they're the ones who are trained in how to use them. Quite frankly, I can you can cause the same amount of damage with a shotgun, a hunting rifle, handguns. The Virginia Tech shooter, which is still has the most casualties of any mass shooting, he simply used two handguns. Right. Um, the shooter at UT, I believe he used um, just a regular rifle nothing really special about it so as far as drawing the line goes that's something that we have to look at what are your qualifications mm-hmm. we all we already know that if they mimic the band it's not going to be an outright ban because some people will still be allowed to use them but as you said people are always going to find a way no matter what we do no matter what laws we put in place as Brad said, prohibition does not work. People will find a way.
0: Yeah, well, I think I mean if you look at uh, there was an article um, during that assault rifles ban in, in the nineties. That's that's when Columbine happened, uh, the Wakefield shooting happened, and then the Mark Barton murders happened during that time. So, like I said, like a ban's not going to stop everything. Um, I mean, but you know, if it, if it deters, you know, I'm not sure. Like, I don't know me personally. I don't know if a ban. Is, is definitely the, the right way to go. Um, I guess it's something that could be up for conversation, though, and I, I don't have a problem with, you know, with it being discussed. And, you know, if there if there was one, it's not going to affect me. I mean, I don't own guns. <laughs> you know, I don't... I'm not a gun owner. I don't need one. Um, this is the example I, I always use.
2: Um, I've, I've talked to a couple of, the, uh, of our local schools in the area about security and these sorts of things. And the reality of the situation is you could make a school, the most secure place in the world. If that gunman wants to get inside, he's going to get inside. Right. It's glass, it's wood, he's going to find a way inside, which is why we have lockdown drills, lockout drills, all those sorts of things. But the best you can hope to do in any active shooter situation is slow them down. Mm-hmm. make Give enough time for the police to mobilize to get in place. And again, when Columbine happened, the police did what they were trained to do. The SWAT team was assembling, and they were trained, in an active shooter situation, you wait for SWAT. But unfortunately, SWAT takes an average of 45 minutes to assemble, right. which is why alert training was put in place, to teach regular patrol how to restore an active shooter. And the laws are kind of the same way. There's article I have, also in the Washington Post, um, showing a study tracked by Mother Jones of US, mass U.S. shootings from 1982 to 2012, and almost 50 percent of them the weapons were obtained legally right so what that tells me is that what tougher gun control laws will do is they won't stop mass shootings but they will slow them down enough to where we can gather intel we can see who is massing these sorts of weapons and try to react accordingly but we can never outright stop it
0: yeah Okay, I, I, there's uh, the third question or the, the fourth question I have or the fifth. Wait, one, two, three, four. I'm gonna skip the fourth <laughs> question because uh, we've pretty much tuss- touched on it. Um, but let's let's talk about this. So um, you get from a lot of really conservative people or you, the you know the kind of fringe right wing where they say that they have a right you know to build up an arsenal just in case the government turned on them. So do you guys think? That a U.S. citizen has the right to own an arsenal? I and mean, Is that something that, you know, should be encouraged or should I, you know, what are your guys' thoughts on that? Uh, Brad, what do you think? Would, I, would, think
3: well, I think people do have a right to own an arsenal. Uh-huh. I mean, how do you want to define arsenal? Is there an X amount of guns?
0: You know, bazookas, flamethrowers, well, assault, I mean, right? You know, anything like weapons, like, uh, you know, I, Terminator I found- 2 stuff.
3: I found most of the people, and again, this might just be a generalization or a very, just based on what I've seen, most of the people who are like, I have every right to to own as many guns as I want, whatever type of gun I want, blah, 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 blah. blah. Most of these people are extreme ideologues. Uh-huh. The, these are the people who fully believe that the government is coming for them. Yeah. So do I think that. Do U.S. citizens have a right to own an arsenal? Sure. I mean, if guns are legal, they have every right to own as many guns as they want. Right. Joey... Well, oh,
0: go ahead, Brad. Well, I was going to say, you,
3: you really can't... You, I mean, you really have to factor in those people who are clearly not thinking rationally. And it all comes down to, like we talked about, that 1% of people, not even 1%. Just that minute amount of people who live by the creed you know, you know, you can pry from my cold dead hands. Yeah. So it's,
0: it's, it's not a yes or no answer, I think.
3: <laughs> I mean, there's so many factors
0: that go into it. Exactly. Joey, any thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, I, I, um, I second that. I mean, I agree with Brad uh, mostly on that. I just don't get the whole thing of protecting yourself from the government. Um, I don't know. I think you would you know, guns can only take you so far, but when you got drones and, you know, yeah. uh <laughs> uh fighter fighter planes and what you have, you know, and other stuff that we probably don't even know that the military has or whatever, and to say that the military would back up the government if something did go bad. I mean, we just don't know. You know, remember right. the military are citizens. Um yeah. I just don't know. You know, it's almost like we're trying to say that our Our society is the same as something that's happened over in Spain or something, you know, these, these revolts that are going all across the world. And I just don't know if our mentality as a society, even our military society, if their mentality, if something went bad, would they stand behind the government? I don't know. You know, that's a, that's something I think. And then on the larger issue, I don't know if it's completely gun control. I've heard this too. Maybe we just have more of a mental health situation, you know, some of these situations that these people, Supposedly, are shooting up. You know, these massacres are due to mental health issues, and how we can better better the mental health issues in in America and um, getting people help, or somehow be able to um, target these people. I, I hate to use the word target, but like, how do we define someone that might not be mentally stable? And I know it's really tough because someone could be mentally stable and buy a gun and do all the thing, but then something happens; they become really depressed or. Or something goes on chemically in the brain that they're not mentally stable to own a gun anymore how do you regulate that you know so I yeah. think there's always like you said it's going to be tough to stop anything you know yeah. stop it all but um, you know I'm all for like you said it comes down to regulations I think like you said free programs um, teaching I don't know even I don't own a gun but I remember when I was younger I, I did take a, a gun safety class and everything and You know, I I think everyone. I don't even know if you have to take one of those classes before you buy a gun, but I mean, there should be some education. You know, I always try to hopefully solve solve things with education without just putting more restrictions on people. You know, yeah.
0: yeah. Um, Seth uh, Joey brings up a good point about you know if if in some scenario you know the government uh, President Obama decides. He's going to follow Hitler's footsteps, (laughs) which is highly unlikely. (laughs) Uh, If that happens, as a law enforcement officer, would you follow the government or would you stand up for the citizens? I mean (laughs) –
2: I think the answer is pretty clear that obviously I serve the people. I am a public servant. I am not a tool of the politicians, and I have seen enough organizations – Around, I mean, there's there are occupy groups for every branch of the military. There's occupy police. There are enough people, and they're peaceful organizations. And they're not they're not people who are advocating violence of any sort. But there are enough people who' who side with the public and side with the people that I truly don't think that's something we have to worry about. Now, what's interesting is when we bring this up. I mean, for, first off, let me just say this. Okay, you own your AR fifteen, your AK forty seven. If the government really wanted to take over, do you really think that's going to stop a tank? Do you think that's going to stop a Predator drone, a B-2 spirit? No. If the government wanted to take over, they'd have done it by now. But what this does bring up to me is how people talk about this government takeover, and yet nobody seems to care about the indefinite detention clause of NDAA, the infringements upon mm-hmm. the Fourth Amendment, which right. personally is one of my favorite amendments because, yes, while well, sometimes – You may look at a suspect and think, I know you've got something on you, but he has rights just like I do. It prevents the police from coming into my house whenever they want to without a warrant. We have rights in this country. But no one seems to uh, care so much about that as much as they do the second Amendment, which I find very interesting. (laughs) No, No, go ahead.
1: I say you bring up a good point. The NW, NDAA, I mean, that's something – it's a whole other
0: issue. <laughs> for sure. Jo, uh, Joey and Seth, um, I'm. Uh, can you elaborate on the NDAA a little further? Essentially what um, NDA is,
2: National Defense Authorization Act, It's okay. it goes through every year. It's essentially like this is what the military's plan is for this year. This is how much going to be spent, that sort of thing. Last year – and they're pointing the fingers everywhere. Some people are saying that the Republicans – created it whereas obama signed it personally i don't care who's at fault i just think i just disagree with it because there's a new clause in there the indefinite detention clause which states that any u.s citizen who is deemed a threat to national security Mm -hmm. may be held without cause and without trial indefinitely essentially it almost sounds like a permanent suspension of habeas corpus Mm -hmm. but the reality is we are not currently in a state of war Because the president does have the right to suspend habeas corpus in state of war. Regardless of whether or not we agree with that, he does have that right. But what scares me is Obama has said he will never use it. What scares me is the president who will use it. Right. And I'm not talking about letting a terrorist go free. Obviously, if you think someone is a threat, you need to do something with it. You need to arrest them. You need to take them out. You need to do whatever is necessary. However, we have due process of law. We cannot just circumvent that. And what scares me – and again, this, this may sound like some sort of the conspiracy ramblings of people who are like Alex Jones who are fiercely arguing the Second Amendment. But what happens if we ever do get to that time where if I tweet or post something on Facebook, I disagree with Prop 104 or whatever and you never see me again? <laughs> That's what scares me right. it, more, more, more than this to be honest. Yeah, I'm about- uh, we are, But getting back to the original topic yeah. of the <laughs> hand, uh, as far as the arsenal – My partner has what you would call an arsenal. Uh He has shown me pictures of all his guns. And he doesn't even just have, I have one of this gun. I have one of this gun. No, he has like four of the same type of rifle. Uh He's a gun collector. He's also a man who I trust with my life, who I have literally walked through hellfire with this man. And we have done so many things I still can't talk about because the cases are under investigation. (laughs) Someday I will because they make for very good. But he's a person who I trust. So as far as an arsenal goes, like uh, you guys have already alluded to, it depends on what are we defining in, a, in a explosive weapons and that sort of thing. Then that's something they shouldn't be having. If someone has 522 rifles, then is that an arsenal?
0: <laughs> right.
2: We don't know. So that that that's, it is a non-issue. It's more of a state of what type of weapons are they – and what's the personal state?
0: Yeah. Um, I, 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 I threw this out on Facebook the other night, kind of joking, like half joking. But I, I, I posed the question, like, well, what about like weapons like flamethrowers or bazookas? Like, are those legal, you know, like for the gun collector or whatever? And I kind of did, did it tongue in cheek. But uh, one of my friends, uh, we go back. I used to live with him in Oklahoma. He was a roommate of mine. Uh, now he's very much a, a gun enthusiast gun collector. And um he is, you know, very much up in arms. I was trying to get him to come on the show today, but he he had to work. So uh someday, someday we'll have we'll have him on. Um maybe in a more of a debate setting I can do that. I don't know. But um anyway, I asked about like flamethrowers or bazooka's like are those legal? And he told me, and this is quoting from uh, his response to me, he says you can, you just have to apply for an NFA tax stamp to the ATF if your state allows it, then get it approved by your local sheriff uh, and then he says, the problem with those who are anti-gun is that they usually have no clue what they're talking about when it comes to firearm laws. And even the firearms they choose to discriminate against, even if they ban assault rifles, you can still apply for NFA tax stamps and get what you want as long as you follow the law. Uh, and then he, he actually told, uh, showed me that there's a link for the uh, ATF.gov, I guess defines these as destructive devices. Uh, and the destructive device, devices such as grenades, bombs, explosive missiles, poison gas weapons, etc. Uh, that says any firearm with a bore over zero point five zero, except for shotguns or shotgun shells, which have been found to be generally recognized as particularly suitable for sporting purposes, um, is I guess defined as a destructive device. So I guess it is technically legal. You can own those. Seth, do you uh, have you heard anything like that?
2: Honestly, that's that's federal law, as you apply, It's done through the ATF. I uh-huh. don't think about that, but if it's if it's federal law, um, then that that's something that's out of that's out of my jurisdiction.
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't. I, I don't. I, I have no idea if, why anyone would, would want to own one of those either. But well, I-, I can
2: think of reasons why they'd want to. I can't think of reasons why they should.
0: <laughs> well the you know the impending zombie apocalypse of course <laughs> oh well that's a whole nother podcast you know. altogether. If we're gonna <laughs> talk about zombies
3: i i just like the term destructive tool destructive purposes uh-huh i i, I the, the defining line is just bizarre to me yeah <laughs> yeah it's i like, agree well this 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 weapon which will put a whole six inches in diameter in your torso is illegal that that's destructive this one which is only five inches that's cool <laughs> Yeah, exactly <laughs> because between five and six inches the deer might live <laughs> Come
0: on now. I pose I pose that you could possibly use a flamethrower as a hunting device because you can kill and cook your food right there <laughs> so. Up. No, I don't know. The pragmatic know. and uh, <laughs> yeah. the flamethrower lot. <laughs> Alright, well let's move into our second musical break here. We'll come back with, uh, we'll go over some Facebook comments uh, that we all got uh, the past couple days and discuss those. Uh, this is David Bazan again. Song is called Backwoods Nation, which I think is very uh, appropriate for this conversation. Uh, it's off of his first solo EP, uh, 2007's Fewer Moving Parts out on Suck Records. You're listening to the AXPX Podcast.
4: We're calling all rednecks to put down their sluggers and turn their attention Welcome.
0: That was the song, Backwoods Nation, uh, by David Bazan, off of his EP, Fewer Moving Parts. You can grab that from Barsuk Records. You can also grab that, I believe, from Undertow Records on vinyl. Uh, you can actually grab all his stuff on vinyl, which is awesome, if you're a fan like I am. Um, all right, well, let's, we got uh, Brad McCarg, uh, of course, my co-host, Joey Avalos. We have Seth, who is a law enforcement officer from Texas. And myself, still chatting about gun control. Um, in this last ses- last section here, I combine a whole bunch of Facebook comments uh, that, you know, ended up on Facebook and everything. And I'm not going to read anyone's names. I've left all the names out. Um, Joey, did you have a few Facebook comments that you'd want to uh, kind of pick and, and, uh, and read? Some of the more uh, either, you know, thought-provoking or entertaining ones?
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, I think one – I mean some of them already kind of say stated the same things we said, yeah. um, but the one that stands out to me right now, it says, um, hey, Joey, if states can pass laws making federally illegal substances legal to buy and use in their state, why can't each state then pass gun laws making it legal to own whatever type of gun they see fit even if it's deemed illegal by the federal government? who would they prosecute first, the gun owner or the pothead?
0: (laughs) Hmm. Did you have an answer for them?
1: I don't, I don't (laughs) have an answer. I mean, it seems like more of a a libertarian kind of viewpoint of letting the states decide, you know, uh, keep, keep the government as small as federal government as small as possible. And which I'm all for. I just don't. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a question for sure. Um, you know, and then it continued, the, the whole comment someone wrote, marijuana is a medicine for some people. Like cancer patients, guns are not medicine. You know, someone <laughs> went after that. And then someone came back and said, let's not be naive. We both know that that's majority of marijuana is not for medical purposes. It's recreation. Guns are for protection through. And I would argue they save more lives than marijuana. <laughs> so that was the interesting exchange on my page.
0: <laughs> nice. Um Seth or Brad, did you have any that you stick out in your mind? I know you don't have any written down that were just like kind of batshit like, what the heck is this person talking about? Did you have any kind of just uh, just really out there arguments? Um, Brad, Brad, go ahead and start off. Do you have anything?
3: Not not, not specifically. Yeah. I mostly stayed away from the whole gun <laughs> control debate beyond, you know, random musings on Facebook on right. occasion. Um, but to go back to uh, what Joey was talking about, the the federal versus state laws. Um, again, it's easier than just a yes or no answer. Or it's harder than just a yes or no answer. I think the idea of states laws, when put in the contrast of, you know, federal laws is absolutely ridiculous. The, the fact that people, I, I read one story of a guy who owned guns and he moved, he drove across, cross country and he was a legal gun owner, he had a permit, he had everything you're supposed to do within the state he lived in. Mm-hmm. But, because he wasn't in that state with the gun, he ended up in jail.
0: Oh my gosh. It
3: became this huge thing.
4: Hmm.
3: Same with like pot laws. The fact that I can get high here in Colorado, technically legally, obviously with a bunch of caveats, you know, you can only have X amount of pot on you, you can't smoke in a public, whatever. But the fact that I can't go over to Kansas and do the same thing, unless you can, in which case go to Kansas. I just find that absolutely ridiculous. And I mean, that that also extends, I know I'm kind of getting off topic, but um, it also extends into like, you know, gay marriage is legal in Colorado. Gay marriage, or I think it's, I don't don't know. But in the states that it is legal, you know, your marriage is recognizable in this state but not in this state, which poses further problems should you get ill in this state, but not the state you are married in. Uh, And all your rights are stripped away because one state's uh, uh, government didn't see fit to afford the same rights as another state. So it's like, that that is far more disconcerting to me, than anything
0: else yeah it sounds like the separating the each state into their own little governments almost almost overcomplicates the issue and my my dad uh i'm I, if you're listening to this and you want to have this elaborated on believe me it'll be elaborated on the part two <laughs> episode when i talk to my dad about this um we'll definitely talk about this i'm gonna add this to my notes to talk about with him um seth did you have any kind of just crazy con like facepalm kind of comments on your Facebook or anything like that uh, that you can get into, or uh, if you don't, that that's fine as well.
2: Facebook, I mostly see a lot of, like I said earlier, the pride for my cold, dead hands uh-huh. mentality. Um, but some of the other things I've I've been seeing really, really concern me. Um, again, I've got another um, article here from Salon, and I like Salon because even though they're left wing biased, they do st- they do tend to still call out their own, which right. should be the right of any media organization, but it's called Far Right Loses Its Collective Mind Over, Over Possible Gun Legislation, written by Don Terry of the Southern Poverty Law Center. And there's a quote here, and again, this is this is me reading the quote of an individual who said, this is not me saying this, <laughs> Bob Owens is the individual who made this comment, and I'm quoting what he said. Quote, the 535 members of the House and Senate in both parties that uh, allowed to, such a law to pass would largely be on their own. The Secret Service is too small to protect all of them and their families. The Capitol Police too unskilled and competent private security not particularly interested in working against their own best interests at any price. The elites will be steadily whittled down, and if they cannot be reached directly, the targets will become their staffers, spouses, children, and grandchildren. Grandstanding media figures loyal to the regime would die in droves executed as enemies of the Republic. Now that is what scares me, because these are people hinting At civil war and targeted assassinations if gun control laws go through and i know that even though police officers are not directly threatened in this i mean the Capitol police are hinted at but it reminds me of an incident and i wish i could remember where i believe it was in tennessee in the outskirts of memphis but there were these two police officers who pulled over a father and son you guys may have seen the video from it's a popular video but these this father and son were part of the sovereign citizens movement and it's it's pretty prevalent throughout uh, the southern states and some of the midwestern areas and they believe that they hold no loyalty to the United States government their belief is that they are quote unquote American citizens and not subject to our laws so what these two guys did is halfway through the traffic stop the son jumped out with i believe it was an AK-47 rifle and murdered both police officers officers Wow. the father and son were later found in a walmart parking lot and they were only stopped after a shootout which ended in a very dramatic fashion when a game warden crashed his duty pickup truck into their vehicle to wound them to stop them from shooting that's how serious the situation was getting Wow. But they had to actually ram one of their patrol vehicles into them and this is what concerns me is that if you're a responsible gun owner and you truly want to just protect yourself? I fully support that. I want to. I will do anything to protect my family. And I can promise you, I'd actually be more dangerous without a gun. <laughs> but, <laughs> but if your best argument is pride for my cold dead hands, um, or any sort of threats of violence, you are not proving to me that you are a responsible, nonviolent person.
0: Right. Yeah, Even
2: got gu- even one of my heroes, Gandhi, and I believe I'm paraphrasing, but, but he, he once said, when faced with cowardice or violence, I would advise violence. But that is, that is a situation where you're still promoting peace. And that's my, that's my big message here is that if you're going to make your cause known, the last thing you want to do is say anything of a violent nature because all you're doing is proving your opposition wrong. You're making responsible gun owners look bad,
0: right? Yeah, so,
2: g- g- give us some, give us some good reason. Don't don't just give the other side ammunition, so
0: to speak. Yeah, don't give it threats. I mean, yeah, if you're like that, you're part you're not part of the solution at all. <laughs> you know. All right. Um, let's see here. I had. Uh, I mean, I didn't really have any any idiotic ones. I think uh, I think it shows that we actually have a lot of, you know. Um, a lot of wealth, you know, people who are actually using their brains for the most part. <laughs> so I didn't have any major ones. Um, let's see. The one, only one that I can pick out here is uh, there was an exchange on my personal one and uh, from one of my friends. And he said, and I think I'm adding a few, kind of pushing his together into kind of a paragraph. He said, I own several, quote, assault weapons. They don't just open their own case, unlock, load themselves, and start killing people. Government infringing on our rights is more frightening than people with guns. I own guns, but because I enjoy shooting, I target, shoot, hunt, and shoot competitively. But most of all, I have won because our Second Amendment in the Bill of Rights states I can, Seth. (laughs) 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 Um, I also have several pistols and other rifles. Shooting sports are and have been a way of life for me. I don't see how demonizing a piece of metal will keep any of you safer. Good people with firearms can. Criminals will always break the law, but saying that a law-abiding citizen should be punished for the firearm he or she chooses is an infringement on our rights. I'm all about freedom. My forefathers and family members didn't fight in countless wars and come home maimed and heartbroken so that government can dictate every action or choice I make. Planned Parenthood kill over 300,000 babies a year. Oh. Assault rifles kill a total of 1% of all firearm-related deaths last year. More deaths were caused by murder with a hammer than assault rifles last year. I'm not sure where he got that last <laughs> statistic from. So that was probably the most, uh, you know, um, uh, the most vocal on, on my Facebook wall.
3: So <laughs> I, I just love how every time it comes to a, the gun debate and uh, – You know, citing the Second Amendment is my right as a free American, blah, 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 blah. It's like everyone just becomes so passionately jingoistic about their country. (laughs) Yeah. when, When it comes to guns. Right. Yeah. It's just, it's bizarre to me. Yeah. You know, it's like, I love America. It's a great place to live. I think it's really stupid a lot of the times. Its citizens are really stupid a lot of the times, and its rules are very stupid most of the time. But the, the just the whole notion that a the Second Amendment is like this you know, come hell or high water, whatever happens to our country, at least we have the Second Amendment. And it's like, no, that's like that's not how it works. Governments change. Yep. Didn't didn't um they explicitly state that the government, the the constitution and everything should be amended every 20 years.
0: I think so. I'm not saying um...
3: yeah. so it's like, also, I think I read something recently that the second amendment refers to a well-armed militia against slave uprisings. <laughs> right. And that, that terminology was taken out of right. the, the amendment um, before it was, you know, set in stone. So I died. This, I'm kind of rambling here now, but like the people who just blindly cite the second amendment they are I think they're, they're a general problem than anything. I just think they're fucking
0: idiots. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, and there's a lot more here. I'm going to post all these in the show notes. Uh, it's going to be pretty heavy duty show notes on uh, the axpx.com. So feel free to, uh, of course there's no names on here. It's just opinions. So feel free to uh, browse through those uh, if you go to the website. Um, I had something else I was going to say, but I—I'm I, all of a sudden my brain just went blank. Um,
1: well, while you're thinking about that, Sean, yeah, I was yeah. just going to bring up a point like how society has changed so much. Because I remember in the late '90s when I was in high school, um, I actually uh, I took three years of police science um, at my school. They offered it, and it was um, it was taught by a, a police officer an on duty police officer and um he would come in and and teach us how to uh uh build and do a proper building search so we'd be think about this i'm in high school you got 5 6 kids with uh, red rubber guns searching a building while kids are in classrooms <laughs> <laughs> you know and that was that was perfectly normal i mean they, no one thought we were going to come and shoot up a school or anything like that or yeah do anything crazy like that but we were able to do that i, I guarantee you we can't do that anymore <laughs> um but just it, it's amazing to see how society has changed so much and that you know it does bring something to light that there has to be some kind of change and i don't know if it's just it's tough because when society change we always look at what what we always jump to the conclusion of what caused what we think caused the outcome But there's so many different elements going into societies and our way we think, our philosophy as a as a nation, as a world, um, how we think about others. And you know, think about it. I mean, our thoughts on on um, just being discriminated to different races, and even you know, um, the whole. The gay rights issues. I mean, that's changed drastically through the years. And I mean, it's just like this when it comes to guns. I think we always need to have a refresher and say, "Hey, you know what? We do not live in a society like the 1700s anymore, or the 1800s, or the 1900s. It's going to constantly evolve, and we all have to take that. And we can't. That's why I have a little. I'm like 50 50 on the whole. Like Second Amendment, this and that, that you know, and it all depends on what it really means. Yeah, you know, so. Wait,
3: do do I still need to provide quarter to soldiers? <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> exactly. I've got, got a small place and <laughs> couch is very comfortable. I don't, I don't think that would work out too well. Yeah, exactly.
0: Here's a, here's what I was going to say. Uh, I thought I, I find it interesting that you know with the far right um, um, people that we talk about the and I you know I I generally I, I hate the term right left liberal conservative and all that kind of stuff but I guess everything has to have a label right so. Um, Anyone on that kind of the far right, um, they they want to regulate gays. They want to regulate a woman's vagina and reproductive organs, but don't regulate our guns, you know. <laughs> it's like that kind of mindset, like there's something wrong there, you know. So I, I feel like, you know, we keep the conversation going and try to get as much rational, rationality into into the conversation as possible.
2: And I think the one thing I'm noticing, and I can tell, you know, you know Brad and I, you've had, we've had our disagreements on Twitter before. But I can tell I'm. I can tell I'm talking with a group of people who, regardless of where we put ourselves, we're all very open-minded. We all tend to be somewhere in the middle. And the fact is, I think most of society is in the middle. Yeah. Most police officers I know are in favor of stronger gun control. Most people I know, including myself, are in favor of gay marriage. You know, things like that. But the problem is, m- my personal hypothesis label of it is I call it the the concept of the loud minority which is the people who are the most extreme on one side are going to be the most vocal on the subject. And that's why that's what we see in the media. We see the people on the far right, on the far left. And as a result, the people who we continue to elect are what we we could call extremists because they are far left, far right. And if that's truly where your beliefs lie, that's one thing. But the way the two-party system is, I could never make it in politics. Number one, I'm too honest. Number two, I would very likely be assassinated because of I would anger some people. And number three, I'm an independent, maybe leaning slightly to the left. And the result and the problem is all the political parties wouldn't want to work with me. They'd say, no, you need to choose one side or the other. I was like, well, how do you feel on this issue? Oh, I'm pretty conservative about that. Oh, OK. How do you feel on this issue? Well, I'm liberal on that. No, you have to be conservative on it. You have to be liberal on it. There's no room for open-minded open-mindedness or flexibility in our system anymore.
0: Yeah, I agree. Well, guys, uh, I think that's going to do it uh, for this conversation. I feel like we've uh, come to a um, you know a good good stopping point. I mean, these kind of conversations they could keep going on and on. Um, did you, any of you guys have any closing uh, statements or anything you want to say, or, uh, or what do you think? No. You know? I right. think
2: uh, I think what I just said was pretty good. Yeah, for pretty I know.
0: I, I, I think that's a good note to end on, uh, Seth and Brad. Really, I really want to thank you guys for your time and for coming on the show and uh, just chatting about this um, this hot button issue. <laughs> and uh, uh, Brad, where can people find you on Twitter? And uh, if, if they if they would like to,
3: at Brad McCarg.
0: Cool. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, Seth, you're on, on Twitter as well. Uh, if people were inclined. Where can they find you?
2: I am at Robocop 21.
0: Awesome. And I am of course, the AXPX is the show. I also have another Twitter handle geek couch, which is my, uh, my geeky brain. So I have two sides of my brain. I decided to split it up into, into <laughs> Twitter accounts. Uh, cause I was pissing off too many people with religious posts on, on my geek couch. um, uh, you can also find us find me uh, find us on, on Facebook, facebook.com slash the uh, Joey, where can uh, people find you? Just my name, Joey Obelos. All right. Uh, check the website theaxpx.com for the show notes there and past episodes. You can also find the show in iTunes. Just type in AXPX and you'll find it. And uh, oh, uh, the show is sponsored by Charming Beard Coffee. Uh, check out the website charmingbeard.com. Grab yourself a bag of coffee. I believe they have a couple, a couple new roasts. They're doing a espresso roast also, and uh, I think one other one. But uh, check them out and use the code AXPX when you uh, do your order, and you'll get a ten percent discount. Uh, that's going to do it for part one of the gun control episode. Uh, check back in a few days. In uh, the podcast feed, I'll have a part two episode where I'll be talking to, hopefully, if things go well, uh, my dad and my uncle um, about uh, expanding on on these topics a little bit. Um, we'll see. How, hopefully, it won't go too long because I'm sure we've, we've almost talked this thing out. But um, I think they have some ex- excellent perspective to add to the conversation. Um, that's going to do it for this, uh, this show. Thanks, everyone, for listening. And I'll talk to all of you guys next time. Yeah.